Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is NFL Nuts. Sunday with Ryan Hannibal, the ultimate football podcast. Let's get started with NFL Nuts. Sunday. Now here's Ryan Hannibal. Welcome to a special edition of the Not Sunday podcast, which could be going away soon. We'll see how things shake out, but... We have a new guest in here, a new, uh, new guy in town. Not in town, but in this, this building. Andy Hart, welcome. Rebranding, I think, is the term. It's not going away. It's going to be repackaged, maybe rebranded. I like that, rebranded. I was thinking the Andy Hart podcast, but we can talk about it with, as we go. With Ryan Hannibal? Or? Yeah, I need somebody here to push buttons and start and stop and ins and outs. Hart and Hannibal kind of sounds decent. It's not terrible. It's, it's a start. Maybe we'll take uh, suggestions. Email them to Ryan at whatever his email is. Yeah. Names, ideas, yep. thoughts. Open anything. The ultimate Patriots podcast, football podcast, whatever you want to call it. But, all right, welcome. So Thank you, you. you. You left Patriots.com. I and did. Are, and are now, as of today, officially a, officially a full-time WEI It's employee. not Sunday, it's Monday, and I'm in the building. Yep. Well, I don't know if I've signed any paperwork with HR yet, but I can do that later. But you're here. Yes, and I'm ready to go. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. What are, um, I guess let's start with, I guess, a few questions for you. Okay. What, what um? Let's get deep into the mind of Andy Hart. I don't know that you want to go there. A lot of weird stuff. Why? Why did you want to leave? Why did you want to join Wei? Um, I would say new challenge, new experience. Been with the Patriots since college. Started there in the PR department, and then uh, moved over to the Patriots Football Weekly, Patriots dot com, Patriots Unfiltered world of radio, TV, and writing, uh, and have been doing that for almost two decades. And I thought it was a good time, good offer. Uh, to come here and maybe take the next step. And uh, I personally hope that I can be part of sort of improving this station's website, this station's on-air shows, and uh, helping lift it in its competition with the uh, unnamed competition that used to be across the street. Uh, And I think fans want more from Boston Sports Media, and certainly you and I will be focusing, at least in the beginning, on the Patriots coverage, and then I'll be branching off into more general columnist, I think, at times. Um, but I personally think you and I can bring some of the best Patriots coverage in Boston uh, to the website. Wow, thank you. I do. I, I, think, I, I agree. I think you are one of the best nuts and bolts reporters uh, on the beat. 
in terms of making sure your blog is updated with everything and anything that revolves around the Patriots. I think you take pride in that. I think you work very hard at that. Uh, that's stuff I don't want to do, so that's great that's, for our little we, partnership. We, we, already, we already worked some things out that you no like. No question. Yep. And I think I like to do some other stuff in terms of analysis of the team and camp coverage and draft coverage and bring a little different perspective. So uh, I'm looking forward to all of that. I'll have my first shift uh, this week doing the morning show, so I'll be doing various morning shows and yep. midday shows uh, as we evolve and go on here, fill in in the summer and various time slots. I'm looking forward to it. So you're going to be doing a little bit of everything, but yep. but with a, a focus on, on the website, obviously, and the Patriots. Yes. And then just, you know, some, some shifts here and there and see how things go. And right now I'm, I'm putting out an olive branch or uh, extending my arm to some of our listeners globally. Okay. Uh, coming from Patriots.com, obviously the Patriots are a very popular team, not just in the United States, but globally, Europe, uh, Asia, Africa, South America, Central America, and I know some of our listeners uh, have issues getting the content from Europe in particular. Yes. But as the podcasts go up on iTunes, that's how you can listen to us. Yes. That is the most direct route. So go to iTunes, download whether it's a show I'm on if you want to listen to me. Subscribe to WEI Podcasts. Exactly. And then you can listen. I don't care if you listen when anyone else is on or podcasting or talking, just as long as you listen to me. If you are a fan of Patriots Unfiltered, PFW in Progress, that family. So that's the best way. Subscribe to WEI Podcasts, and you can get uh, my beautiful voice whenever I'm on. One more uh, your you related question. I like me related questions. What are uh, what are some things you're looking forward to writing about the Patriots that maybe you couldn't at your old employer? Well, I will say there wasn't a lot, uh, and I I praise the Crafts, Jonathan and Robert Kraft, and my boss Fred Kirsch for this. There wasn't a lot that was off limits, and certainly nothing football related was off limits. Okay, you know we were very critical at times. Certainly, to anyone who listened to PFW in progress over the years knows that you and Paul and right. Fred aren't well. You know, not, not really Fred, but I've had not really Fred. No, he's sort of the Homer, the footy pajamas guy. But Paul and I, at various times, and nothing was scripted, nothing was planned, but just various things annoyed us, or we thought were wrong or bad. And I say bad relative to the Patriots, right? Because Bad for the Patriots is they go to the AFC title game. Bad year, they lose it. Good year, they go to the Super Bowl. Great year, they win the Super Bowl. That's the world we've lived in for basically a decade here and the better part of two decades with Brady and Belichick. But we had the ability to be critical. And, you know, so, you know, I would hearken back to fourth and two. We were as critical as anyone. Mm -hmm. Or uh, the AFC title game in 06 when Eric Alexander makes his first career start in an AFC title game. Forever, I've dubbed that one of Bill Belichick's greatest blunders to okay. throw a guy into a starting job, and I, he, I think Bill was okay with that. We've had talks with him over the years that football is that comes with the job. There's going to be some criticism, so um, I don't think any of that. I'm, will I be what a about little written more? stuff? Yeah, I think written probably a little more of what I would say on PFW in progress because over the years, for whatever reason, we were more critical in terms of radio than we were in terms of the written content on Patriots.com. Some of that is because guys like Mike Florio, for example, don't really understand how the business works, and they believe something written on Patriots.com, even if it's under column analysis, they believe that's the team talking. It's They, they don't understand. They're not smart they enough to understand. They look too far into things, and right. they really are. Like Patriots Football Weekly's depth chart. Ooh, that's the Patriots depth chart. No, it isn't. It says right at the top, Patriots Football Weekly's depth chart. Patriots Football Weekly's made up of writers who decide what they see and what they think is the depth chart. Right. But a lot of people weren't smart enough or uh, you know aware enough to understand those things. Um, but no, I will be, 
giving you my football opinion. You know, we've been bandying about ideas for content as we move forward and what we're going to do, and will there be report cards? Will there be stock watch, post game, things I used to do, some things I did on Patriots.com, or, you know, we did mailbags where yep. I gave you my opinion. If I thought a guy stunk, if I thought a rookie had no future with the team, I told you that. Now, I, I always try to back it up with examples right. or, you know, practice um, observations. You're not or, just throwing stuff against no, the wall. Not, not you know, he sucks, he stinks. You know, right. I'll save that for the other station where people suck and they stink and then they go on to help carry the team into a postseason and a Super Bowl title. Um, so, no, I, fair coverage is what I would like to say from an admittedly probably cynical, negative uh, New Englander. Boston, that's what I like. Massachusetts and I, I think that's, born. that's sort of what I am as well, and I think that's why we will get along well together. Well, and, and, and I will say, um, you know, I think we can talk about it on here, Mike Felger, who is on the other station, has always enjoyed the fact, whether we do shows with him on his radio station or on NBC Sports Boston at night, that two of the most negative reporters on the Patriots beat work were the Patriots.com reporters. Right. The, the ones who had the most critical eye, and I'm a big believer just go with where your instincts take you. If something right. smells funny, if something doesn't really compute quite right, there's probably a story there, or there's probably a little something going on there. That's how we've always treated it, and I will continue to treat it just for a different uh, paycheck. LRC, lower right corner, as uh, Mr. RKK says. will not be signing your checks nope. anymore. Who does sign them? What does it say? Just Entercom or something? We just I'm just the direct deposit guy, so I don't think I've actually physically ever seen one of my checks. Who is the boss of all bosses? David Field is the... Okay, David Field. Yes. So I will not be criticizing him. No. I'll stay away from certain names. John Henry, I feel like a guy I will stay away from directly criticizing. Yep. I don't think that's gone well for some people around here. Um, Robert Kraft, I will not be directly criticizing all that often, if at all. No? I don't think I need to do that. James Devlin? I'll leave that for you. James Devlin? James Devlin is a great human being and arguably one of the top ten fullbacks to ever play the game. All right, let's get into some uh, Patriot stuff. I'm actually really excited about minicamp. Well, you missed the... Which is weird, yeah. You missed the last OTA session because you were vacationing in Putacana. Exactly. There's been very limited access this offseason, and I missed the actual access that took place because I was... There wasn't really much. Well, but you still saw something. Something. You guys were all raving about Harry because he could catch the ball. I know. I'm, that I'm was sorry. that was the standout from my perspective, which wasn't even saying much because of who he was catching passes from and how he was doing it. We're, 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 Shorts, oh yeah, and a shirt. Agreed. I can tell you, as a decent, not great high school football player, the practices you had with no pads on and no helmets on, or just like jogging around out there, even I could catch right. as a lame fullback. You know, that's the easiest time to catch. I believe Chad Jackson looked good in OTAs and minicamp. And we all know how Chad Jackson's career played well, My example of recently is Jacob Hollister. How many right. last two right. summers and springs so, we've raved about how he's the next you know big thing? I don't want to be negative, but Harry has done nothing yet. And the one thing I will say about Harry that I'm excited to see is Harry catch passes from TV12, the GOAT. Not at the house in Brookline? Not for a PR stunt, not for an Instagram post, not for any of that crap. Actually running routes with two or three other receivers, seven on seven, whatever it is, in a, I know Bill doesn't like the word competitive environment. It's a teaching camp. It's a teaching camp, not an evaluation camp. But we'll be evaluating. We'll be watching him run routes. And you know what? Everybody else does too. I don't know if you saw, there was a um, clip that made the rounds on Twitter and Instagram of um, the big fast receiver that was uh, Metcalf. Yep. And somebody said, wow, look how fast he gets off the line. He's like a a motocross bike doing a hole shot. And then Artrell Hawkins, former NFL DB, chimed in with, 
Yeah, except for the fact that it takes him five steps to slow down and make a cut. This is just shorts running a route in camp, but that's an NFL DB saying, I see something there that gives me reason to have pause, right. or maybe the flip side. Wow, look how quick he stopped and broke out of that cut. We'll all be doing that, and I like that because now we're back to football, none of the other crap. Right. So what are your uh, what are you looking for most? What are your where your eyes going to be? One and two will be Brady and Harry, and yep. those guys working together. Um, certainly, you've already begun the process of Joe Tooney taking reps at left tackle. You think there's anything to that? Uh, yeah, you do because I think they signed uh, Veld here to start at left tackle early in the year. I think there might be some concerns about the readiness of um, Isaiah Wynn, your first round pick from a year ago, the torn Achilles. He's been on the field, sort of, but hasn't really been on the field. He some, was he was not present at the OTA session open to the media, but then there were some, some photos, videos surfaced yes. of him being at the earlier ones. Right. Um, but Dante Scarnecchia talked about him not really being on the field yet. Yep. And so there's concern there, and I think the ter- the team showed you that by giving Veld here some money. Yep. He didn't sign a veteran minimum nothing deal before he decided to retire. I think just sort of connecting the dots, I think mm-hmm. there was probably an expectation from the Patriots that he may have to start some games. Maybe that's your September starter yep. or whatever until win is ready. Well, you've lost that now. What's the next best option? It looks like maybe the next best option is Joe Tooney, who was an all-conference left tackle at NC yep. State, playing left tackle for a little bit. And I actually think that's an interesting band-aid. Well, I think it benefits two parties. You are looking for a left tackle. You trust him. He is in the final year of his contract. Maybe Absolutely. he shows the ability to play tackle and or left tackle in the NFL, and, and suddenly just, his, his contract yes. goes through the roof. Right. So that's a win-win for everybody involved. But I'll be watching... You know things like that. So do you think that's an underplayed storyline? Is Isaiah Wynn's readiness for Week One? Like I would, I would just to say that as a whole, the coverage of the Patriots has Isaiah Wynn penciled in as the Week One starter. I I think they do, and I think right now there are some um, little smoke signals that maybe that's a little premature. And then you add on to that the fact that last year they brought in um, Trent Brown. Yep. To be. A left tackle hadn't really been a left left tackle, was going to compete with Isaiah Wynn. That never happened. He slid into the slot as of basically July 29th or whatever the date was, and that was it. And I think people are like, well, it worked out last year. Dante Scarnecchia will find somebody. Whoever's in there will be fine. Mm -hmm. That's not always true. And you see a lot of teams where they lose a left tackle or they have issues at left tackle, and the entire season goes down the crapper. Places like New York and Seattle where suddenly you're talking about why do quarterbacks look bad, why do quarterbacks look old, because their offensive line stinks, and a lot of times when the left tackle spot is part of that. But everybody, it worked so well last year. Nate Solder left. Trent Brown came in. Trent Brown was great. Trent Brown won and got $60 million. We're just going to slide X in there, and he'll be fine because Dante is the greatest, which I happen to agree with. But I don't just assume because he's the greatest. It's like Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. And there have been some years in his career where he didn't have receivers and it didn't play out as well right. as it would have had he had more talent around him. I'd say the same thing about Scar. If Joe Tooney can't play left tackle in the NFL, they might have a problem. Yeah, that's And Isaiah it. wins the same question. Right. Even though he's a left tackle, he's a guard, whatever, he's at blah, 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 there's still a question as an unproven player, either way, could be playing left tackle. Whether it's Isaiah Wynn, a first-round pick yep. with short arms but talent, yep. or Joe Tooney, a... An established veteran who's an established veteran at guard, even though he has a left tackle background. So I think that's a major question. Certainly all the receivers, the tight ends, that whole depth chart, how you're going to find out, how you're going to replace 
those catches, Rob Gronkowski, all of that, every ball that's in the air, I think is uh, is worth watching. So what are your what's I guess we'll go there receivers. What's your uh, what's your thought there? Are you a believer of like I, to me? I think there's a lot that could happen and a lot of question marks. Obviously, Edelman is penciled in, locked in as number one. You New would, money and all. You would want Nikhil Harry to be number two. Yep. But you don't really know that yet. But he needs to be. Correct. And then after that, besides Philip Dorsett, you really don't know what you have. And even him, you don't really know what you have. Do you add sound bites to this in post, or how does that work? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. So I can't get the, I'm just wild about Harry. No. You haven't heard that from Maybe, like maybe down the road, but okay. I, no. Pretend you just heard that from, I don't know, Judy Garland in the 20s or yeah. whatever. Um, no, I think Julian Edelman is obviously Julian Edelman, although at some point, you know, everybody wants to talk about a Brady Cliff. Uh, I think the slot receiver position over the years has shown that it can have every bit of cliff as a quarterback. Probably a bigger cliff that yep. comes on faster and falls harder. Uh, so with Julian Edelman, you're really relying on him. Um, you have to include James White in the in the passing game mm-hmm. as probably your second most reliable option right now behind Julian Edelman. That's fair. And then, good luck, Tom. Good luck, Josh. Find a way. Run it more. Uh, you know, there's a lot of issues there, and I don't have anybody that I'm really willing to bank on right now. Um, Besides Edelman, or at all? Edelman. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. fine with Edelman. Uh, I'm not just going to assume he's going to fall off the map and stink all like of a right sudden. Like right now, as we sit here on June 3rd, the only locks to make the team are probably Edelman and Harry. Uh, that is probably... Like, Dorsett probably will, but he could potentially get cut. I think Inman is probably See, pretty close to I'm a I'm not lot. there on him. He was not impressive at all in that OTA. Yeah, but he's an session. NFL receiver. But he didn't seem like he was... I'm going to go. I'm going to throw it out there. You got to keep somebody. For sure. So who are you keeping? Braxton Berrios? I... Right now, Demarius Thomas, who everybody said, "Ooh, See, look, he looks like he's running well." I think, he did because he looked like I could have been competitive running next to him. If you're my early, what I would do right now is I would put Demarius Thomas on pup and only right. and only keep four receivers because he tore in December. December, okay. So that's a massively quick turnaround if right. he's ready to go in and camp. Even, and, even if you're gonna try to get him to that point, he's he's old. He's not young. No, and it's the second, it's second time I mean, tearing the Achilles, and he has some issues catching the football. Yes. Like, he's not... He's not the Demarius Thomas of old. Even the Demarius Thomas of old dropped the ball a lot. The Patriots did very well against him. And he has to build that rapport with Tom Brady, and dropping the football is not a good way to build a rapport with Tom Brady. And not being around the first half of the season is also not very good. Right, so you don't have OTAs. You may or may not have anything in training camp early. Right. So now we're going to build a rapport on the run with a guy who's... Uh, competitive fight has been questioned, and his ability to just flat-out catch the football when it hits him in the hands. I used to call him hoof hands when he was with the Broncos. Doesn't have good hands. Forever. Um, so that's not an obvious fit. That's why I feel like if you're just going to bank on a rookie, and Edelman, Inman is next in line. In, Harris for me. Maurice Harris? Maybe. I don't. I put Inman ahead of him if we're going to rank him. It would definitely go Edelman, Harry, Inman. Over Dorsett? I don't love Dorsett. He's going to make the team because they like him. I have just never really been. I mean, I just look at his production last year. He had that stretch where he caught 16 straight passes thrown his way. Great. For how many yards? Seven? He was a guy that. What was t- his yards per catch? Not great. Not great. Single digits. But I just if think he didn't finish that way, it was that way for a while. He seemed like a guy that Brady, you know, somewhat trusted. Oh, I think he trusts him. Does he but, do anything? And I know, don't send the emails. At, what, do they send emails to this podcast? Do you have like an account? No, or sorry. This is your old place. What is going on? We're on here? Twitter. How do people get in touch with us? Twitter. 
Just Jumbo Hart? Yep. At Jumbo Hart. Yeah, are you going to change your Twitter name? No. Why? Not add like W-E-I? No. I didn't add Patriots. They wanted me to be PFW Andy like Paul, and I said, no, I'm Jumbo Hart. Interesting. What's Fred? Uh, Fred Kirsch. Oh, so he can do his way. I'm my own entity. That way when I leave, I don't have to change anything. Right. If I leave. Good point. I'm here for the long haul, but let's just say I wasn't. If I got a better offer, I could just take it with me. So, yes, at Jumbo Hart. uh, What were we talking about? Wide receivers, um, depth. Besides, yeah, besides like Braxton Barrios, oh, do you think Dorsett? He, if yeah. people want to jump down my throat, oh, yes. he's the only guy that caught touchdown passes in the postseason and all that. That's great. But I know when they they seemed like they were trying to lean on him and take him to the next level last um, September, and what happened? Nothing. He had to trade for Josh Gordon. Exactly. So is he fine as a complimentary fourth option? I'm there. Like, I don't think he should be any more than a number three. The higher he goes on the depth chart, I think the less valuable he is. Who are, who are you missing that position? Berrios. Um, I'm intrigued by Berrios. Me too, just because we don't really know what we have. And I thought he looked better in the little flashes we saw last summer than some of those other guys, the, the TJ, whichever was one year, an undrafted rookie. They've had these guys. No offense, but the little white slot receiver, that yep. blah, blah, blah. TJ? Um, I thought it was a TJ, but maybe not. Riley McCarron? Eh, maybe Riley McCarron. I thought there was a TJ along the way. I don't remember. Okay, so one of those guys. I think he's looked better than most. He has a better resume than most of those guys. Right. And this is a guy that went to the University of Miami, produced at the University of Miami. Even before that, he had some, I forgot exactly, he would go to camps with other elite receivers. He would yep. run 40. To, like, this is not a uh, diamond in the rough slot receiver converted Julian Edelman type. Yep. This is a guy who was a legitimate athlete coming out of high school, going to Miami. So I'm intrigued to just see what he can be. Now the problem is, what if Edelman, Berrios, and Dorsett are your top three receivers? Well, then you have a problem, and that's why you need you have to three the, tiny that's why slot you receivers. You need Harry to, to sort of Yeah, but what if he that. isn't? But you drafted him in the first round. Like he- so... This is like the father who takes the kid to the top of the mountain and says, look, learn how to ski, look, go. I'm not, I'm not saying it's ideal, but that's what you're left swim. with right now. You they, just throw him in the water and see if he can swim? That's what you're left with. That's well, what, what if he drowns? Then you're in trouble. Okay. But that's what happened when, you, when, you, when you went this offseason not investing much into the receiver position. Okay. They were in on a lot of guys, but they just didn't want to pay them. Well, that was weird, too, because they were in on slot guys. So right. my little theory about what if Edelman, well, it could have been the same. What if Edelman right. and Humphreys are your best receivers? Well, just, let's bring, I mean, we're going down a different path, but let's just say that they signed Adam Humphreys. Would Edelman be getting this contract extension? Yes, because they so? weren't get rid of, getting rid of him. I think all along, if you were going to offer those guys money, yep. at some point Edelman was getting a bump. Right. Because I can tell you for a fact, they care about the, the locker room hierarchy and paychecks. They always have and always will, whether it was back to... Uh, Gronkowski and Hernandez, yep. they do things in certain orders and have certain tiers by design because they think it matters. So, you know, X will never be paid more. We had a revelation recently um, where former former cornerback for the Falcons, this is where Paul Perillo would help me out. God, we're not on the same oh, wavelengths yet. Okay, whatever. A big-name corner from the Falcons, we never knew. It was never reported. Interviewed, uh, visited the Patriots and was very close to signing with the Patriots. A decade ago. Okay. But he wanted X number of dollars, and they said, we just gave Randy Moss three years, $27 million. can't do that. We're not going above that. And that was the, the fall-down point. There was a line in the sand they weren't going to cross because of those reasons, and they do that a lot. So I think there was going to be an Edelman bump no matter what, and there should be, quite frankly. For sure. I was the one who, before they gave him the bump, I thought he should hold out if they weren't going to give him money. I mean, he would never You're do the that. Only, he would never, because that's not who he is and how he fits right. with them. But... but He's their only receiver. 
ask for the moon. And well, his base salary was what? Less than two million this yeah, year? Yeah, it was like, yeah. Something ridiculous. His cap number was like five or something. It was right. no money. And they were offering all these guys nine and $10 million right. a year who can't hold his jock as slot no. receivers. No. Now, they may. Maybe they were hoping they were getting the next in line in that position right. and sort of buying for the future, not for the present. Um, but I, yeah, I think he was always getting a contract. But I think every ball in the air is worth watching, especially when it comes from Brady. But even if it doesn't, just how they run their routes. Because they're going against a pretty good secondary. I think the strength of this team could be its secondary. That sort of brings me to the next. Okay. Let's, 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 let's transition over. To, let's advance to, this to, podcast. To, to defense. Do we take breaks now? No breaks. Straight through. Sorry. Do we, do we get food and drinks nope. or anything? That's uh, maybe, maybe. My old uh, podcast, we used to get food, drinks, breaks. I'm just Your saying. old podcast used to be two hours. This will not be two hours. I hope not. I'm going to get home <laughs> get soon. Uh, defense. New job, job. I'm working less. I know it's a passing camp, so to speak. Sure, you want to run the ball? Well, there's no I'm interior. Saying, there's no pads. Get a hat no, on a hat. But like, what are some things on defense are we looking for? Uh, certainly the edge of the defensive line. Um, this is a question I probably should know the answer to as a so-called Patriots expert. Yep. Are we going to see Michael Bennett? I thought the same thing the other day. Like he does. He, he doesn't, doesn't do OTAs. No, he doesn't do. He goes to Hawaii. Yeah, he lives in Hawaii, Hawaii and, and yeah, no, I think it's funny him. how like. Feels like that used to be a thing the Patriots wouldn't do. Right, but now acquire it's like, a guy who doesn't quote do OTAs. Right now it's okay because Brady doesn't do OTAs, Gronk so, doesn't do OTAs, Bennett doesn't do OTAs. Um, I think the expectation is going to be there. Okay, so there's a story. What if he isn't? That, that, I'm, we redid his contract. We gave him money. Blah blah blah. I mean, I'm sure they knew this going into it, though. Oh yeah, I'm sure they went in eyes wide open. But what they are accepting of right. these days, as they are in maybe the back nine of the dynasty and Belichick and Brady yep. and formulating a roster. But, no, the defensive line, um, Dietrich Wise is dinged up, so you won't see him out there. Right. Michael Bennett may or may not be there. I am of the belief that maybe we'll get the year three jump from Derek Rivers and that maybe he could fill the void. That would be nice. They would like that. They need I made that. a bold prediction when Trey Flowers signed with the Lions that I think Derek Rivers could uh, replicate some of his production um, in terms of being maybe a Six Sir, to eight sacks ooh, guy. Eight sacks. I really like him. I'm going to be honest. Seems well, like a very nice, nice boy. <laughs> I've had some nice conversations with him. I'm kind of rooting for him. You know, we started with some negativity talking about positive. the receiver. No, yeah. You want to go positive? I like Derek Rivers, and I think he was miscast on some level because Torres ACL was first year. Yep. Second year, coming off a torn ACL. Um, Expectations were a little yeah, high. And he's a third-round pick out of Youngstown, Youngstown State. State. Yeah. Like, he was the top pick. Which sort of goes against But he's him. the third-round pick out of right. Youngstown State. What is that even? Right. I mean, normally you wouldn't even bat an eye, but because of the situation he was drafted into and the injury, I think people expected more. But I'm looking for a year three jump. I'm going to be positive. I'm buying on Derek Rivers. Well, Chase Winovich. Chase Winovich I'm buying on because I had an extensive conversation with Don Brown about him. and His uh, defensive coordinator at Michigan? Yeah, he sold me on him and uh, certainly believes. Football guy. Tough, yeah, long it, hair. But even what he admitted to, he didn't think he could play on two feet and drop and cover at all. And he said he then went to their pro day after Winovich had been working on that. Yep. And he said he was stunned at how much better he had gotten at it and was already better than he thought he could be at it. So I think there's upside there. He pre- he thinks he's going to be an outside linebacker with the Patriots, sort yeah, of more I, of a stand-up guy. I sort guy. of think so, too. So, you know, he's going to be popular because of the long hair, big personality. Right. You know, I I joked, is he Gronk like? Because Don Brown no. said, um, you know, he would always wonder as soon as he'd have a sack or a tackle for a loss. Oh boy, what's he going to do now to okay. celebrate? 
And you don't see too many Patriots like that with big celebrations. But Bill sort of has a sneaky, like, he likes yes. that. Yes, and he likes it if you're good. Right. Gronk can do whatever Gronk wants. Why? Because he's going to catch 10 touchdowns for you every year. But Bill likes that emotion on defense. After you make a big play, right. celebrate it. Get what was the, that get the unit going. 11, 12, somewhere in there where they're, like mid-year he said, it's, you're supposed to celebrate. You work right. hard all week. You make a play. Right. Enjoy it. It's an emotional game driven by energy. Yeah, and I, I think he could like Winovich. Four, down, uh, four special teams guy, yep. Gordon Brown. He'll hit the ground running. Um, just rabid style. I think fans are going to love him. I think teammates are going to love him. I think his um, his reputation may outpace his production for a while okay. because I think he's going to be so popular. But, no, I'm intrigued to see what he can be. Um, I, I think he's probably going to be asked to at least be a rotational guy on the for edge. For sure. Give you some sort of playing time and help there. Uh, so he's an interesting guy. You know a sneaky guy I'm interested in? Who? Because you'd think you sort of know him by now because he's been here a year and he played pretty key role for a Super Bowl champion, that defense that was pretty good down the stretch. Yep. Uh, J.C. Jackson. You know, okay. all these reports that the Patriots think he's actually better than Stephon Gilmore yeah. and all that. Well, let's see. Let's yeah. see if year two is a jump or if year two is a, oh, you know, back to reality or, or what year two can be for J.C. Jackson. Because if, the, if these rumblings are right and he's even in the ballpark of being competitive with Stephon Gilmore. Right. You're going to have a pretty damn good secondary. Oh, for sure. If you can have two corners who are, you know, one and one A or whatever yep. you want to call them, and then Jason McCourty is now in another role, yep. and then you got your matchup guys in whoever it is, Dawkins and Williams. Dawkins. And the three, I mean, uh, Dawson. Dawson. Yeah, I'm not sold Dawkins. on Dawson, by the Neither way. You want to go back negative? Yeah. Duke Dawson isn't on the team. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. He'll be with the team, but not on the team. A little Foxborough flu. Because he. Uh, I don't believe the Patriots have ever cut a second-round pick. No, that's, two. I, we were talking about this. I forget who I had this conversation with last week at OTAs. The cornerback position will probably come down to Keon Crossan or Duke Dawson, and it may be a case of Belichick not wanting to cut a second-round right. pick. Or Duke Dawson goes on some list because something happened, and then next year he's cut. Just because of the the doesn't want to cut a guy. Yeah, perception, reality, whatever. He'd yeah. never done it. Because, I mean, last year Dawson was supposed he was activated off of IR for the last, whatever, eight or nine weeks of the season right. and, and never played a game. So you would seemingly think that the Patriots viewed Keon Crossan higher than Duke Dawson. And I find it hard to believe that you can decide after a single year that Jacoby Brissett, Kevin O'Connell, guys like that have no future with you. Right. But you can't decide with a cornerback because yeah. – you know what I mean? Yep. How do you know a quarterback can't make massive improvements after whatever? So right. I think they can make those assessments, and the yep. fact that they've never cut a second-round pick, and certainly not a first-round pick, although there were rumblings that they were going to cut uh, Brandon Merriweather. Remember mm-hmm. that? Fred Smurlis back in the day. He used had to rumblings here. that uh, they were going to cut Brandon Merriweather out of training camp as a first-round pick. Didn't happen, by the way. Right. Probably was just a rumor and bad nugget yeah um but no i think defensively we're looking at the secondary looking at the edge of the front um looking at here's where i go back to you because i was in punta cana juan bentley have we seen him he was out there okay juan bentley i think is in line to become a stud middle linebacker for this team so anything i can see from him but uh, another new linebacker what jamie collins yeah you don't care not really why, why do you think they brought him back because I think he's a good, experienced linebacker who has some versatility. Yeah, you know, do I count on him to be, you know, a sixteen-game starter? Nope. You, do you have him in as making the team? Yes, I think For he sure? makes the team. Um, 
Well, for sure, I mean, I don't exactly have 53 guys in the back of my mind. I've completely computed. Um, and then you got the suspensions and the various yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, guys yeah. make the team. Right. I also think, you know, as we get into that, and we're way, way too early, but as we start to formulate a roster, this could be a year where at the wide receiver position, everybody goes, like I said, Inman's got to make it. They, they yeah. need to keep somebody. No, Bill won't keep him. If right. Bill thinks he stinks, he'll cut him and then claim some receiver that the Chargers cut. Oh, he's not good. I'll cut him too, and I'll claim this. He's not just going to keep a so body to so fill out a depth chart. Another twenty-eight re- receiver transactions from Maybe. August to October, or the exact opposite. Everything went hellaciously bad a year ago, right? It was an absolute disaster at the position. Do you swear on these at all? You can. I don't want to. I'm just. I didn't want to force it, but I almost said S H I T show. Yeah, it was a shit show at the it position. It was. Um. So. What if it goes the other way? What if just the law of averages works out and Inman just clicks with Brady and Thomas recovers way faster than you ever thought? And Maurice Harris is great. And Harry is the second coming of Mitchell with good knees. Right. And you're like, whoa, they got five good receivers that all seem to fit with Brady, different roles. Yeah. Maybe it's that. But if it goes bad or it goes like last year, then I think there's a chance that he just keeps Edelman, Harry, you know, one One other, you know, Slater, and then... Bodies, bring right. them in. Oh, you, I'll try you from For San Diego. Yep. Oh, you were with Houston. There's definitely similarities. With, we'll see if right. you can slide in here, and they could go that route. What about um, the coaching staff, all the coaching turnover? Do you think that's a story? Yep. You do? How, how could it not be? I I just I've think that all these Somewhere people... in the range of 20 NFL training camps. Ooh, more than me. How many times have I gone out there and said, oh, yeah, the special teams coach, he's also the receivers coach? I can tell you. None. Seto. Now I'm from the Dominican. Now I go Seto. Yeah, Seto, yeah. Punta Seto, zero. So, besides that, I I think all these coaches have been in the system. They sort of know what's going on. Yeah, that doesn't mean it's all going to work. But what Belichick? I've still been there. around this building forever, right? I've filled in on shows. Blah, blah, blah. I've had a freaking 401k for years, and blah blah blah. Email address with nine thousand emails in it that I've never checked. Does that guarantee I'm going to be a good employee and fit with everybody here? Nope. But you've. Been, I may clash with you tomorrow. But the, these guys have been in the system for. They've worked their way up. They didn't just. He didn't right. hire them from you know the Vikings. Who's Shane Waldron? I don't know. Who's that? He is the uh, passing game coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams. You okay. know where he started? Where I played uh, football with Matt Tufts, but he worked his way up as the tight ends coach with the Patriots. Was a football operations intern. Was a coaching intern. Eventually became the tight ends coach. And then was no longer the tight ends coach because it just didn't work. He moved on. Okay. So what's my point? That you can't assume that just because they ascend through the system doesn't mean it's going to work. It works with McDaniel's. It works with Flores. It works with Patricia. But there are the guys that wash out. But what if some of these guys are washouts? But but they're they're not washouts. They're young guys that are up and coming and have young like Shane Waldron. Sure. Until he wasn't. All right. Right. You don't know they're washing out. You know the Peter principle. That's a day. What's the Peter principle? I don't know. What is it? You ascend to a level upon which you fail. Okay. I may try to prove that at this station. Who knows? You're, so you're of the mind that this is like... So a, you don't think change brings about questions? It's not change. What? It's not really change. Oh, so What's, Brendan Daly's coaching the defensive line, and Brian Flores is calling the defensive plays? Who's calling the plays? That's my point. Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick no, is calling, he's not the, calling plays. the plays. Who is? When was the last time Bill Belichick called plays? A long time ago, 2000. 2000. What was their sucked. record in 2000? They sucked. Okay. Case closed. How many years ago was that? Wapner. How many years ago was that? Uh, 19. Right. Or 20. Or he's, been, he's been in this, I think. Wait, things- so you don't think he's going to want to 
do his normal sideline overseeing of everything duties where he says, Joe Judge, hey, you want to kick it through or you want to – instead he's going to be all just focused on the defense, going to the sideline, looking at the pictures, I think he's going to have play. some help, but he's going to have more of a role. I don't think he's calling plays. Who is? Well, we've talked about this off air. I'm going Gerard Mayo, I th- which would seem to be a bit of a um, – Wild card selection based on the fact that everyone I've talked to, no one agrees with me. Well, here's something that I noticed at OTAs. Oh, observation warning. He did seem to have, not necessarily, you're not calling plays, but he had sort of cards that seemed like the guy that might have known. He wasn't running the scout team, though, right? Because I don't think my guy should be running the scout team if he's going to be running the real defense. No, this was like an actual role. So you, you think there's some foundation being laid for maybe him calling the plays? I would think so. Andy Hart right again. I would have more. I think he has a better chance of doing it than Brett Bielma. I do too. No one agrees with us. But why? Everybody I mean, is just anointing Bielma because he's been a head coach, yeah, he's a I defensive see, guy, the see, longevity. I don't really, I don't really see, like. He's a nice guy to have around, but he's not like a guy that's going to lead your defense. Who's been in a Patriots defensive meeting room more? Right, exactly. Gerard Mayo. Gerard Mayo. And who did? Who's who, called plays through his mouth at least? Right. Like he didn't make the call, but it came through his mouth for and there's what, also eight been years. Some presidents. Precedents. Precedents, not presidents. Precedents. What are you talking about? Trump, Obama. <laughs> With Belichick, Bush. when he when Mayo played, he basically said he's going to be a, a good coach one day. Right. So, and by the way, it's also worked with other Patriots linebackers, correct? I believe there's one in oh, Tennessee I, I, who whooped I, I, your I've ass heard, last I've heard, year. I've heard of him. Whooped you. So that's something to watch, coaches. Yeah, but, I, I mean, you can't really watch. No, that's that's when we get into training camp and headsets and preseason right. games and all of that right. stuff. But. The, uh, you seem to be poo-pooing a coaching change that I think yeah, is I a major, major issue to keep an eye on. When well, you well, have this much what, turnover... But what issues would there present? How many coaches on defense are back? One. One. Steve Belichick. One. Okay. And what does he coach? One position. And what does he coach? The most senior, experienced, probably could run itself position on the field. But, all right, let's Other just, than quarterback. Uh, Covington. He was right. basically the linebacker's coach last year. Was he? Yes. Was he? Yes. So Brian Flores didn't do anything. He was the defensive coordinator. Was he? He didn't have that title. He believe did. it said linebackers coach. He called the place. So was, Covington the ran call. the linebackers last year. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, what about uh, Bielema? Did he run the defensive line last no, year? Is that was, why Daly left? No, but he was around more than... He was around. He was working with different groups. I was around groups. last year, he too. Was that on doesn't the field mean you want me coaching. He was on the field working with different groups. You have weak arguments here. He was with the defensive line more than any other group. He, okay. I think there was a plan in place for him to have a more expanded role this year. Okay. So but I, I have this belief anytime you have change or things can go either way, you open up the door for failure with that change. But what's failure? Uh, the guy doesn't click with the players, he's not teaching the proper techniques. He's an offensive line coach like What examples do you have? Guglielmo, what who example? didn't work and you then have to go lure but, Dante out of retirement. But where did he come from? Not from within. No. Right. All these guys have so, come from so within. So you poo-poo every counterexample I give you. Shane right. Waldron came from within but how many and it didn't years, work. I'm, I'm and this hurts recent. me, by the way, because I love Shane Waldron, and he's ascended to a nice role. I wish him where well. He's in that, All the best. He's also next in line to sort of join the, uh, the the coaching tree of maybe getting a job because of where he works. All the best. Okay? Because he's on the McVeigh bandwagon. Right, okay. So, But there has been examples of guys coming in from the outside, didn't work. Right. Joel Collier. You don't even know who that is, but no. he did. Secondary coach. Word for His it. father had worked with Bill, and he was like a, a, a legacy, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Didn't work. You know, and is not being renewed, not brought back with the team. Or Shane Waldron comes up from within. Didn't really work. It happens. And you have the opportunity for it to happen at wide receiver, that defensive line, linebacker, 
cornerbacks. I'll give you a minor little example. What right. position did um, – why am I drawing a blank on the, the guy who's coaching Paul's the corners? Paul's not here anymore. The guy who's coaching the corners. Pellegrino. What, what position did he say he was coaching uh, during interviews with the media? Uh, what did he say, like the front seven, something like that? No, defensive backs. Oh, defensive backs, yes. He, yes. He's not really. He's coaching the cornerbacks because I'm pretty sure Steve Belichick is still still around at the, the big man coach. on the totem pole in yeah. terms of safety. Like little things, we, like maybe they don't know exactly their roles, their whatever. Maybe they're just afraid to say things. Well, you, certainly if you're that afraid, you shouldn't say the wrong thing then. Wrong right. thing, bad thing. Right. Okay. General rule. Okay. But, so what does that have to do with anything? There's too much change that for you to just say, no problem. Well, Do I, I think it's going to derail them? Absolutely I not. Talked Why? To a, I talked to an established player in the team, Daron Harmon, and I asked for Are we making a big deal right. about it? And, and you, you're going to tell minute. me he didn't say the sky was falling? No, he didn't. That's weird. I, I, I really would have thought a Patriot would say. He's an honest guy. He, I think he was at. very. Put it this way. He was There's very, no chance. He was very adamant. Don't with be me. naive. He was adamant that this wasn't that big of a deal. Right. Just like the uh, used car salesman's adamant with you that uh, this is a good car with the best price you can get. This is where Mr. Negative's coming out in you. Mr. Um, just open-minded and looking at things in an objective I'm not manner. A, I'm not a positive guy by heart, but I no, still... No, but I you s- seem to think that there's no problem or no chance of a problem that they've changed their entire defensive coaching staff. I don't staff, think there's no chance. And they have a special teams coach coaching wide receivers. Oh, by the way, which position has the most turnover on the roster? Wide receiver. And receiver. I, look, I preface so this... So another point for I Andy. preface this if by saying... If this were saying, a debate, you got your ass kicked. I preface this by saying that wide receiver would be the one... Th- thing that I would think is an issue with right. having a new coach. But not defense. No. Okay. Perfect. Because of the guy Cuz their the defense is always dominant. You just And said, it's always good early in the year, you right? Just There's told never me, a transition you period just told in September. Me 20 minutes ago <sighs> that this defense has a chance to be very very good in the back end. Okay. I have concerns about the front end. All right. We'll, we'll have to the save that. We'll line. have to save that for the yeah, next How long is this? I've heard these podcasts say, we'll are supposed we'll to be 20 we'll to 40 minutes. We'll how long have we been going? We're at 40 minutes, right at 40 minutes. Perfect. Right, wrap it up. Perfect. We're wrapping this up. Okay, so we're going we will, to minicamp? Minicamp, Tuesday through Thursday, blogging. We'll probably observing. Observing. You col- will have some columns. Good columns, whatever it may be. You'll be ripping Videos. Brady. Maybe. Oh, you're going to rip Brady? Probably not. I didn't think so. I don't think there's anything to rip yet. Yet. So you're a scoreboard guy. When he's completing 48% of his passes in September, you, not, you'll say well, maybe you should have well, shown let's start up in this up. May. I'm not one of these guys that's going to be charting all of his passes in OTAs. No, and go to Jeff Howe if you want that. I don't do that. I we, don't we, either. We don't do that. You're Good. damn right we Glad don't. we're on the same page. Perfect. But So we'll be having all that. We'll have, probably have a, a minicamp post-podcast-ish type thing. When's that? Yeah. Next week, probably. Okay, good. After the last OTA session is we a week from today. We could probably time that with like an on-air shift so I could do it right after. Perfect. Be in That'd the be nice. Two bird, one stone. I can make that happen for you. Okay, perfect. Welcome aboard. Thank this you. Is Andy Hart. Looking forward to beating you up in f- future debates and winning just like I did this entire podcast. Download the WEI podcast on iTunes. Subscribe, so subscribe. iTunes. Especially yes. if you're in Europe, you can get my beautiful voice that way. Subscribe, and I will send out the links. But be sure to follow at Jumbo Heart, and you can continue to follow me. Yes. Thanks for listening. Thanks a lot. Till next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 